0: the third world gaming the number one show in someone's heart somewhere out there in the world I don't know who it is but he probably doesn't know us either yet we're still somehow number one hey everyone I'm Miko the Iran gamer and with me is Paolo this monster in the attic
1: yes because the, because I live in the attic the only one who will, who lives there and makes glorious sounds every mid afternoon he's one of those you no know,
0: uh, off-the-clock type weird monsters Anyway, guys, I, I hope you're all doing well. I uh, hope you enjoyed the last show. And right now, we'd like to add on to your things with our topic on. Was it, Paolo?
1: Add-on content. Heck
0: yeah. Now, uh, add-on content Probably probably something you might be wondering as uh, purely DLC. Well, yeah, New Age, we call DLC downloadable content. But of course, it started out with different routes back in the third world and back in the older days, which was expansion packs. Now, we're going to probably talk about a whole bunch of things, but essentially, we are going to be talking about anything that expands on the content of the game, or essentially, maybe some unlocks that... I mean, how would you put Like, an unlock is only a DLC, if what?
1: An unlock is DLC if
0: you pay for it. Okay, yeah. If your wallet is included in this, it's probably a DLC,
1: and we'll probably t- include that wait, in our wait, topic. Um, to further qualify, if you... if No, if the only way to get it is if you pay for it. Okay, I mean that actually makes more
0: sense for at least DLC is how we see it now.
1: Yeah, because not like
0: uh, the older expansion packs.
1: Because I'm also was remembering, from, well, I was also thinking and remembering things from the standpoint of the occasional free-to-play player. Free-to, oh yeah, FTP. Oh
0: gosh, FTP and the DLC and all the weird things added to it.
1: I uh, know the problem. No, the problems with FTP. T- the the uh pa- the can of worms starts getting open when you talk about microtransactions.
0: Oh no, and that will be a topic for another day, because that's going to be a very, very long rant session. I mean, not to say that all microtransactions are bad. There are some good ones, but but that's a whole topic on its own.
1: Yeah, the long short of that one is, uh, it's like a chili pepper, because some people, because you, because there's something good inside of it, but due to the way it's been handled, you're, it's going to be a little hard to find out. And that's Paolo, guys.
0: That's his idea. <laughs> anyway, going back to expansions and uh, added content. Uh, oh. Back in the day, when we talked about expanding content, that came from buying CDs, uh, expansion cartridges. Actually, these sort were of the older like ROM games where they had these new cartridges. Yeah. Uh, and for PC, it came out with well CDs that you installed data right on top of your original game.
1: In fact, that was also that wasn't that also the way that mods were distributed by some people.
0: Uh, yeah, back when the internet wasn't so, you know, big. And uh, people that actually have modded ROMs. I mean, uh, you actually, you can still get those now. Like, for the Game Boy, you can still find some mod No, ROMs. I mean,
1: like, uh, mods for PC games. Yeah, I mean, you can also do that there. Because I because rem- because that just, because, um, I bought a mod one. Uh, I'll go, I think it was about 10? No, 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 even further. 10, 12 years ago, yeah. there was a mod for uh, Red Alert 2 that... Fun that. Funnily enough, added in Red Alert one units. Red added in some weird modded in units, and I can't help but feel that one or two of the things that got added in were from, were from uh, the Tiberium from the Tiberian franchise. I'm pretty sure. I actually pretty sure I played that one. But of course,
0: that's mods, and I think that's probably another topic. Yeah. But yeah, for expansion packs, well idea of this essentially it has to add on to the original content. It can't simply be well, how do like what's your limit? What do we not count as expansion in the DLC world? Because in DLCs it comes becomes a little complicated specifically DLC because be- it ends up becoming close to a microtransaction, a close to unlockable of- and close to just
1: shovelware. A lot of DLC that gets thrown around actually tends to be so who should I put this? Municipal that times it's either very mundane. At other times, it fe- it feels very questionable. The main limit we're put, we we're, uh, the main limit we're putting on here is if we're putting a limit on what we're discussing here. We're talk, we're essentially talking about any content that has that is added onto the game externally.
0: Yeah, added on the game externally, and I guess Serene, to add a bit more to that, uh, not just added in, not just adding things in. It really has to be something that... I mean, to even to the smallest extent, expands the game, even if it's by a few seconds or some amusement. It can't simply be, I'm paying this to change one line of code similar to how... Uh, what's it, Dead Space that did that? Where, at least in the iOS and the iPad, where you could pay money and then you made your guns shoot a little better.
1: No, that's not... I'm sorry, that's a microtransaction. Yeah, that's why. I mean,
0: make it clear that yeah. we don't include those things. Yeah. But if you have things like in Borderlands where you can buy a uh, skin... I'd like to think that would be considered just because you are adding content S- into it.
1: Skins can be counted because those are additional content. Yeah. being added into the game. Let's see what else could be added. Um, this one's a little arguable, but I'd argue and I'd argue that in a number of cases, certain weapons.
0: Well, I mean, could be... as long as it's actually added into it, not simply. Uh, modifying the existing weapon you have yeah. and changing that life code
1: yeah basically what i'm talking about is like special mm-hmm. like a special weapon like those uh special those special anniversary weapons or those special weapons released in time for a certain event or those you know any special item re- released in time for say christmas or the re- or the release of a new game and that and whatnot whatnot Anyway, guys, that's our basic
0: definition of what we're going to be talking about uh, when it comes to add-on content. It really has to be added on, not simple change in data scripts or changing lines of code. It has to be real
1: add-ons. Arguably, this also means that uh, on-disc content that is locked behind a paywall might... I'm going to say that that kind of counts.
0: I mean, there are times it can count and there are times... I mean, there are some games where it makes sense. I mean, for Borderlands, I actually understand why they have it. You know, you already have the data, but you can't touch it until you pay. It sort of makes sense in its own weird way. I mean, uh, simply because if someone has skins, you don't have to download that content to see and use a skin. Yeah. So I kind of understand. I'm kind of annoyed that I paid this much and did not get the full game. But, you know, that's the current thing right now. But, I mean, I get where it's coming from. But it's not like uh, that horrible thing. There was a fighting game where you unlock skins that only you
1: saw anyway. Uh, it, I forgot
0: uh, which it was. It wasn't Street Fighter, was it? It was like a, It was a Marvel game, I think. i
1: I'm. Um, um, um. Basically, the thing is, um, the stuff with Marvel versus Capcom was that the DLC was mostly code and uh, content on the disc that basically could only be used if you essentially went online and bought the DLC. However, you're not actually buying DLC. You're buying an unlock code.
0: Uh sorry, but I mean, I remember there was one that. Even when you did unlock it, uh, only you saw it. It wasn't actually something visible. for I, I did don't that
1: recall one. that. I don't recall that being uh, Capcom. It, I remember
0: it was just a fighting game. I don't recall which one, Jenna. But I remember it was a big fiasco where it was on the disc. You unlocked it, but only you saw it. The person you played against didn't even get to see it.
1: That doesn't. That did not sound like the. So
0: that's not. Capcom. That's even worse. I mean. That's sort of a microtransaction. It's sort of an unlock, but as an unlock, it is a horrible unlock. Yes. And as a micro it just kind of felt like you burnt your money.
1: Ye- that's, yeah.
0: But anyway, I mean, uh, we're kind of ranting a bit more. Uh, when it comes to expansion packs, I mean, let's start with, let's go where it all began. Uh, the first time I saw expansion packs was actually my wrong days. I mean, when I started playing with the cartridge games, uh, I think the thing I almost saw as expandable as a expansion pack for the Sega games was actually Sonic remember
1: uh, Sonic and Knuckles when you Sonic, add on to Sonic 2, Sonic 3 Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic 3 to do these weird things where you have Knuckles the Hedgehog 2
0: who are basic actually even Sonic 1 there's a weird thing you could do to play Some, Sonic 1 someone made a hack of that no I actually had the I had all the Sonic games released I placed my original Sonic one on it and did the weird thing it told me to. It actually
1: works. It works, but I recall so. I recall that that um for the most part it didn't work out of the box because there was a there was an issue with the color palette. That... Yeah, actually, even when I got
0: to work, there were some weird things. Yeah, that's. It was what... playable though. It was, it was playable. Weird. It
1: just felt. It just looked weird.
0: And on no, and the worst part was a uh, Knuckles
1: does not jump high enough. Yeah. So there are some portions you kind of get stuck. You you couldn't use the um just one question you couldn't use no, you got the climb. Climb. you climb no no the the climb
0: it was kind of glitchy
1: oh because I remember playing the modded version of that because this guy uh this guy who goes by the name of Stealth actually released Knuckles the Hedgehog you know Sonic one with Knuckles in it essentially he controlled exactly the same as Sonic three yeah. and um controlled the same as it. Yeah, he basically controlled the same as in Sonic and Knuckles, so without the glitchiness, so I I remember
0: my my Sonic 1 was really the original one that had no spin dash. Yeah. So, I mean, I could understand why certain things probably didn't work. Yeah. But, I mean, that was my first experience with uh, expandable content. How about you, Paolo? What was your first experience with expandable content? We share very similar
1: experiences. Oh we're Sonic guys, no Sonic guys
0: are awesome. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically my fir- my earliest experiences were that was my earliest experience to memory. Apart from also yeah. Basically my earliest um my earliest memory of it was was the Sonic three and Knuckles mega cartridge tower thing. Yeah, that was a cool cartridge.
0: <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> big black a- thing. You sort put that thing on, and I remember my friend had a I don't know if it was a Game Genie or a Game Shark, but he essentially plays that on. So you now have like this, like three cartridge
1: tower on top yeah. of the Sega. Now you need a. Fr- now you just need the Sega seat. C- now you just need the thirty two X and a CD, and out, and boom, you got the Sega friggin' Voltron.
0: <laughs> but I. But the thing was like, uh, even though that's my earliest memory as a kid, that's the expansion. I think the only time I really understood the concept of an expansion game came from the PC when I started playing Red Alert by... This was when it was made by Westwood Studios, not EA. Uh, Westwood Studios' Red Alert 1 released their uh, downloadable uh, their expansion pack, their expansion CD, which was uh, Counter-Strike. Not to be confused by the Valve... Well, not even Valve's hit. I mean, it was a modded game that Valve ended up buying from them. But the Counter-Strike for... Red Alert gave you extra missions, some new campaigns, and actually about I think five,
1: seven new units. I can't remember exactly. But why I mean, do I not know about this expansion pack? You never got it, um, dude. I played Red Alert on the P on the PS One. Oh that oh that's sad. <laughs> with the with the with the uh with the uh old PS One controller. Oh gosh,
0: it's console and playing RTS kind of hard. But that one I remember really. Is- uh, what I understood as a kid as really an expansion pack. I mean, besides the fact that it's an expansion pack on the CD, my in its original game to work.
1: <laughs> but what I could tell, my earliest mem- my earliest experiences with expansion packs were basically with a lot of RTS and simulator games. Simulator I, games. Okay, that's interesting. Like si- which ones? Um, let's see. I do know for a fact that a lot of my earliest experiences stem from games like say. Well, the, well, there was Warcraft Three and uh, War, and Frozen Throne. There was Battle Realms and Winter of the Wolf. There was uh, Zoo Tycoon and the and the two its two expansion packs that gave you marine parks and dinosaurs. Yeah, when it comes to expansion packs, I think Sims Two might be
0: the winner here. <laughs> I think I yeah I played
1: yeah I think that way.
0: Sims Two, you know, won the biggest games on the Mac. It got expansions for everything. I forgot if I
1: was playing Sims 1 or the Sims the point that two. no, Sims 2 expansion packs are far better than Sims 3. Probably better than Sims 4 already. Are they releasing Sims 4? They said they're releasing Sims 4. No, it's not going to be the same mess that happened with SimCity. <laughs> oh, guys, that was
0: horrible. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day, when the expansions we re- came from CD. They weren't really downloadable. I mean, but uh, I think the Atari had a setup using their modem. I think that was from the Jaguar same with uh sega's dreamcast but uh the first time i saw downloadable content for console i think came with what the xbox and the xbox ps3 did
1: ps2 have that it was the ps360 era era that had the whole downloadable content there was however something that did happen with the ps2 but it was more in just but as opposed it was really novel and I'm thankful that some people are still continuing this. Okay, which one's this? Um, basically, you got a certain additional add on content if you connected certain games with the PSP versions of those games.
0: Okay, but would you consider that really downloadable content or it's like cross platforming to somehow Technic- unlock things? It's
1: a, it's a kind of add on content. It's a kind of add on content that technically comes about if you have ownership of two copies okay is and two platforms uh, that makes sense so it's basically um a cross platform promotional item but uh i think now when the
0: dlcs came in i think we started i think I, the older gamers i think Bobby understands a lot more when mm-hmm. we saw expansion packs and dlc's they started forming this weird like a uh, line between them where when you heard the word dlc it became more toxic pro- Toxic versus expansions because we felt expansions were true expansions to the game. Whereas DLCs nowadays just seem to be, well, milking you dry.
1: They felt um, a lot of the... De- I'm pretty certain a lot of this stemmed from uh, debacles and weird uh scenarios. Debacles and, you know, a lot of uh, problematic uh, implementations of the concept of the DLC concept. I mean, come on, we can't forget about horse armor, can we? <laughs> yeah, I kind of enjoyed the horse armor. I actually got it. For, my, for the Oblivion. Uh, so how was it? Not worth what I paid for, but I still got it. <laughs> and that was the general, and that is the general gist of how things go around, go around whenever there's a mass, whenever there's a discussion about DLC.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, DLC, I think what made it really toxic was the fact that well when you got expansions I mean we had to put them all on CDs we had to put them on ROM
1: so you they had have put to, a lot of
0: content you have to on put, this thing
1: Um basically when expansions are developed they were made they were always almost always made in such a way that it felt more like you were playing a de facto sequel of the game sort of yeah Or de, or Well it's a sequel that you know a de facto a de facto sequel or extension of the game so basic. so basic,
0: 1.2 or you know a slight expansion to it. It's not a full new game, but yeah. uh, you get extra content in. Kind
1: of. but you know, well, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Whereas the problem with DLC, I think this has more to do with the fact that the concept of that that the concept was abused, as opposed to something inherently wrong with it.
0: So, but when you think it comes to the abuse of it, because I mean, I think where you're coming from is we end uh, lots of companies end up giving little tidbits every now and then versus bundles. Yeah. And I mean, the tidbits really add up and start hurting you. Yeah, especially well, hurt, when you say hurt you, it hurts you in the wallet more than anything. Yeah, but I remember uh, my expansion when I first bought them. Like my Counter expansion was about what uh, two thirds the cost of the game. It yeah. wasn't a cheap expansion, but it really felt really big. Versus the newer ones, where I mean, a game I'm playing on really a, a lot now right now is Borderlands Two. Uh, their expansions, I mean, you're spending about $9, uh, well, cents. $9, you're spending cents, about, about $3, so it's about 500 pesos to
1: like 150, 500. The problem I find with DLC has mostly been the fact that the concept has been, has been abused. I can. The thing is, when used correctly, DLCs actually help supplement the game mm-hmm. as opposed to making you feel like you are lacking something. Good DLC, in my eyes, is DLC that, that, when you look at it, doesn't make you feel like you were lacking something in the game you were playing, but rather, you were looking at something that you, that could expand experience for you. And, and, I guess that's a, that's a lot of the problem with a lot of the mod, with a modern DLC. With a num well, with a number of DLC um things because a lot of DLC things are made have a number of DLC things have been made in such a way that it feels, it's like it feels like that like uh the company is trying to force you to buy the content as opposed to encouraging you to get it. it, it well,
0: yeah. I see where you're coming from. I mean, there are lots of games. I mean, I think I saw this picture online. Uh, I forgot. Uh, it's been done so many times where they say like uh, back in the '90s, your full game they had of the, the Mona Lisa and a few of like uh, other so other works by Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. Where the Mona Lisa was the full game, and then they show these two other paintings by Leonardo da Vinci that were expansion packs. Like so, you had like a full thing and two other things to complement it. Then they show the thing in the 2000 like a uh, 2000 period. It became the Mona Lisa and like one painting as an expansion. Then it became like. May 2000 became the Mona Lisa missing three sections. And those three sections were DLC. Then the modern day being, you get half the painting and, you know, all these things are DLC, special unlockable content, and extra super premium pre-order special only. I mean, right yeah. now with uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I mean, I love the Elder Scrolls series. Lots of people who know me knows I played Oblivion, I played the Skyrim. I didn't play Morrowind to an extent, but uh, my computer kind of said it was too old for me to run yeah, really? I, I had those issues where uh, if it's too old to run, sometimes the Mac does not like running old things. Anyway, uh, when these... Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, my brain went dead. What was I talking about again? My brain
1: picked up. <laughs> you were talking about the Elder, Elder Scrolls.
0: Yeah, the Elder Scrolls games, I play a whole bunch of those things, all these expansions, and yeah, my brain's dead. I don't really no I was talking
1: about. <laughs> You were talking about DLC and Elder yeah, Scrolls Online and oh yeah, was I could I could, and I could actually add to the whole to that by by actually um, I rem- by remembering something that's if you a- wonder
0: why my brain's going dead now and then I'm on this new diet that does not allow me to have carbs or anything that makes me happy so my brain stops working sometimes you might get this throughout the show for the next 4 or 5 episodes because when me go hungry and no have happy happy brain go bye bye at least you're allowed to eat meat, right? Uh, very specific meat. What? Only chicken and fish. What diet are you on? A sad one. A very, very sad one. Seriously, this... You're not going vegan, are you? Oh, heck no. I like to... Like, no to one's forcing the... you to go vegan. Uh, no, not, no, not at all. I mean, this one really is just for me to lose weight for this time. And, uh, I mean, really, the big thing I'm cutting out is the carbs. The only reason why I'm, like, cutting down certain meats is because, like, uh it can be a little too filling for me. Okay. So I'm just cutting those out, getting lighter meats. I mean, I enjoy my fish. I enjoy chicken, but uh, it's it really annoying when you kind of have to eat that with no other choice, especially since it has to be steamed or just grilled, and you can't have it all the other ways. You know, fried got lot of anyway. We're uh, digressing into something about my. Insanity. With regards,
1: <laughs> there, yeah, um, I'll, I'll 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 try to get the ball rolling again. Elder Scrolls with with regards to a, a few of the problems uh, with one one issue I've seen with Elder Scrolls Online, and I've seen this mentioned by uh, Pro Jared. On his uh, first impressions on the Elder Scrolls Online beta, fa- uh race and faction choosing. If you pre-order it, you, that you is get the, to... That's the only time you get to choose freely your race and your faction. No, no, no! It's the worst part about it.
0: Uh, the fa- you can freely choose faction if you pre-order, but here's a pre-order bonus
1: you get that Emperor, should yeah.
0: be in. Yeah, you should that if you should get it in the normal game.
1: Uh, you can be the Imperials. I also take issue with the fact on this. If you didn't pre-order the game, essentially, your faction will tie down the races that you can choose.
0: Yeah. And for me, that'd be... I mean, I'm not too bothered by that. For me, that can a be... It's kind of like with World of Warcraft, where if you played you know, Alliance or Horde, you were kind of... Uh, it does,
1: well, pick. it kind of bugs me. It kind of bugs me because of how specific it is. In, in fairness to Warcraft... You have the, you have a re, a rather diverse selection of races you can choose, of uh, races and classes you can choose from on both sides. It's just okay, and this probably also has to be compounded by the fact that I'm not too familiar with the Elder Scrolls lore. Well, I mean, the lore is pretty big, and even ESO it makes full use of it.
0: But I mean, the downloadable content part here that's bad is the fact that uh, we yeah. come to the pre-order bonus, which gives you extra downloadable content. Which, you know, if you don't get the pre-order, you should be given the option to get it later on somehow. But the fact that, that they're um, locking it
1: i to pre-order, on, pre-order only doesn't make sense. I'm only thankful... I'm thankful for one thing. A lot... I'm thankful for one thing. A lot of companies I've seen have released their pre-order incentives for their games. The, Though the though they've like only done that a good six months to a year after the game launched, but they they were but a good amount of companies are still have, were pretty were still pretty good about that. On the other hand, um, I don't I I'm, I'm not too familiar with the uh, with the uh, launch history of the Elder Scrolls. Um, horse okay. Uh, Question about (laughs) the notorious Horse Armor. Question about Oblivion. (laughs) Horse Armor. Pre-order only? Oh, no, no. Horse Armor you guys uh,
0: DLC could pay for later on. Uh, What made it really, really bad actually wasn't the fact that the Horse Armor itself was kind of stupid. What? Uh, What made it really bad was Oblivion Uh, Bethesda in general actually really embraced the community. So there are lots of mods available. Thing is, the the downloadable free mods were far better than the actual Horse Armor they were trying to sell. So essentially, you're paying a lot of money. Well, I think it was fifteen dollars. I forgot how much I paid for it.
1: Was fifteen dollars for horse armor. Hey, you could also attack on your horse, it was pretty nice. I paid fifteen dollars for the Strider
0: remake. Hey, back then, I mean, uh, I'm used to playing expansions for like forty bucks, man. So you know, fifteen didn't sound so bad.
1: I know, but but in no no, I'm going from the standpoint a piece of DLC that is outshined. By, by, uh free mod content. Oh, okay. To be fair, that's no. not
0: the first time that's happened, especially with the community out there. It can get really good. Again, this is another topic we'll talk about. Good. But, uh, her- I mean, that's an example of some bad DLC, not because the DLC itself was not good, but because it was not worth what we are paying for. Yes. I mean, I think the ones who really felt the hurt and annoyance of this was generally older gamers who were so used to getting more bang for a buck, essentially.
1: The... The horse armor debacle actually also affected, um... I'd, ex- I'd assume that the horse armor debacle felt like a kick to the balls the long time, Elder Scrolls fans.
0: Uh, sort of, because we felt like it wasn't really <laughs> a true expansion and really added content. Uh, but I'd like to, again, I mean, maybe new generation guys, like, a uh, DLC, like, a uh, Borderlands, I saw you could pay fifty for skins. Yeah. Now, honestly, I mean, I never saw that. I mean, I'm not going to pay $1.50, but sure, if you look at it, that's pretty cheap. I mean, the Philippines, what, $1.50 is roughly around, what, 60? It's like fifty 60 pesos? $1.50
1: is
0: about... It's like 60 pesos, right? Uh, actually, no, a little bit more. I 70 pesos? 70. And I think, hey, 70 pesos, that's not so bad. And they give it 70, and then, hey, I got this little bit of thing. They think, hey, that's fine. But I guess for us, I mean, it doesn't make sense. So why am I paying this small amount for such a... Pitiful thing. I mean, if you gave me a bundle, I wouldn't mind
1: it. Actually, they do really, They do actually release bu- bundles of these uh contents mm. but after, not all, but after after not all a while. Do that. It's true. Uh, true. And to be fair, you're all, you're just paying a small amount for a small cosmetic item that doesn't really modify too much. And well, if you like the skin, well, it'll just make you look like the way you want to look. Like. Okay. Uh, of course. Then again, another. Then again, with regards to predatory DLC practices, I think I'm, I think something needs to be said about uh, season passes. Well, season passes are nice. I mean, for me, I
0: think the season pass is generally company's ways of probably dealing with the older
1: gamers who are so used to getting more content and more bang for buck. My only gripe with season passes is that they should only a season pass should only be re- released after the DLC comes out. Isn't aren't you given like uh, the DLC that comes after season pass? No, um, here's my problem with uh season passes. Essentially, the problem I find with season passes is that if you buy into a season pass shortly after game launches, you are effectively pre-ordering DLC, and well, there is the chance that some of that some of that content is going to be pretty bad. Some of that is going to be unworthwhile, and there's a chance that something. It, that some of that content will be pretty good, which is why I argue that if you're going to do stuff with a season pass, the best time for that after the game launches because then you'll know because then the person buying the content will know what the content is.
0: But yeah, I mean, this is coming from the mindset of us I mean, being older gamers where we're trying to get more stuff, but do you feel that uh, maybe lots of this cheap content and lots of the throwing, melting things. You think that's more fault of the companies trying to become greedy, or do you think it's because of the newer generation of gamers feeling that hey, I don't mind dropping you know 70 pesos or a dollar fifty for extra content? I who do was... you, you think probably is causing this more? You think it's us as the gaming society as we evolve, or you think it's lots of the ga- lots of gaming companies which uh, we've seen this? We've seen lots of gaming companies, new and old, trying to make quick bucks on different things. I mean. Right now, what's the big thing I'm trying to make money off is Flappy Bird. Seriously, I've seen
1: so much knockoffs of Flappy Bird. How many of them had? Uh, how many of them had toxic microtransactions?
0: Uh, a good number of them. I avoided them, but it's really every single company I saw kind of had them. Even the, you know Trials Evolution. Yeah. The Game of Motorcycle. Yeah. It has a sort of Flappy Bird minigame in it, which is where They have a squirrel. Yeah. They have Flappy Squirrel. I didn't get it, but, you know,
1: everyone's kind of... Naked. I'm squinting my eyes is in up there WT whatnots.
0: It was kind of weird, but I mean, uh, I see... I mean, some people say it's just, you know, to get with the fad and just be amusing, but you see lots of people trying to make quick bucks off this. Another very popular game that gets so many knockoffs and tries to make you drop so much money in them is every single Counter-Strike knockoff you can see in the net. Yeah. Okay, the big one in my head is Crossfire, and another one being a third-person shooter is Mercenary.
1: You've got. Oh yeah, Mercenary. Highly predatory. Highly predatory in the sense that you can all, you pay for rentals. Yep. But you I mean, that's sure. um, For emphasis, you pay for an item that is lent to you for a
0: week. <laughs> or they, depends which one you get. But the thing is, I mean, uh, you feel that... That's right, you think lots of the DLC coming out now, I mean true DLC as in the expansion be the small cosmetic item to major campaigns. Do you feel lots of the bad stuff is because of us as
1: gamers or because of the gaming companies just being greedy people now? Highly intellectual answer. It's a mix of both. Simple answer. Companies are finding it. Are, companies now have a much easier way of gaining extra money on one point, And on the other point, there are... On the other side of the coin, there are people. There are some. There are some people. The other point that I have to raise: some people are just really um obs- obsessive compulsive buyers. Oh, compulsive buyer
0: thing. Not the obsessive compulsive, but the compulsive buyers. I mean, yeah. I'm sort of that, but I stop myself. I really try as hard as I can stop myself because i bought some weird things, both for video games and real life. That I kind of wonder: why did I get this?
1: I'm. S- I've I've actually been pretty good about stopping myself from doing from any more impulse buys with regards to video games. But the, as you're as I see right now, the DLCs that are actually really cheap kind
0: of make me do impulse buys just because it's cheap. And it doesn't help that Steam has their sales you know daily now. I again, I mean, I don't know if I should really blame gaming companies at this point for all the junk they provide times. or is it because I don't mind losing this bit of scratch, especially since that's the older gamers who, even though we want more content, we've gotten, you know, we already have our own paychecks, we already have our own major source of income in some manner. Yeah. Do you feel like that maybe we're also going to be in this problem? Because I mean, I see myself paying for lots of things. I mean, for Borderlands, I have every single DLC with the exception of the newest Valentine's Day and the skins, simply because I am not going to pay money for skins and because I don't look pretty in those skins.
1: Um I really just look at it as a mix because I know for a fact that a number of companies a number of companies um a number of companies when they look at the at the nature of the market now a lot of them are looking at the aspect of we have more ways on we have more ways to make money uh, you um let's let's uh, max let's milk let's uh, do everything in our power so that we can make that extra buck in regards to the customer there are some people who are there are I feel there are some people there are just a number of customers who are so who are too easily um, or too easily motivated to be to compulsively buy something in due to just really cheap marketing
0: okay, so it's not really just cheap marketing is the fact that it's generally cheap and affordable yeah I mean goes up I think it really falls to the point that it doesn't hurt if you buy it, even if you don't like it. So, essentially... I mean, it's not like before where, again, we paid so much for expansions that if we did get a bad one, we'd get so depressed and annoyed and didn't generally tell friends not to buy it anymore. But when it comes to DLC, we're just like, hey, this is one bad DLC, but we're not about to hate the whole game because of it.
1: True, true. Then again, that also b- does bring me, bring me back to another point uh, with regards to the topic. The fact that there have been... There are uh, quite a number of cases where we've got DLC that that could and probably should effectively be considered expansion packs.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, again, DLC is just really downloadable content. I mean, it holds a bunch of things.
1: Yeah, but um, I'm talking from the standpoint of those pieces of DLC that at times feel like they are a whole game on in and of themselves. Um, a really popular example of this was uh, GTA Liberty city stories which was essentially these were essentially the DLC story packs given with G- that the DLC stories story uh, pa- uh, stuff that was released for GTA 4 each of the each of those DLC is essentially a game in and of itself the mission Basically, you have your own you you you're, each of them has their own main character. Each of them has about twenty hours plus worth of gameplay. Each of them also add gives you certain pieces of content that you probably wouldn't be able to access if you were playing as Nico. And oh wait, another example. What another example was a uh, Undead Nightmare for a Red Dead Redemption. Oh, right. I enjoyed that. That was fun. It, it honestly did not feel like Red Dead
0: anymore. I mean, it really felt like a, its own standalone horror game. It was it was amusing. So Wild Wild West Zombie. Kinda. I mean, I, I so I grew up watching cowboy things. So I found it to be amusing. I like cowboys. I like zombies. So cowboy. when Red Dead had that, so it's like, hey, this is all gonna be fun. <laughs>
1: It was uh, an it was an amusing thing and a, and uh, and, uh, and another and another helpful. Beats Nazi zombies any days. And another helpful thing for people is that you could actually get Undead Nightmare by itself. Hmm, that's true. Uh, that was actually something I found out later on
0: because I kind of wanted. Then I heard it was a standalone, but you know until I build another PC or maybe a Steam box with T W L. Uh. I won't be getting that. I just played it a few times at my friend's house, and I tried, it, I think, once or twice. Oh, um, a... you're talking. We're,
1: t- we're still talking about Red right Dead, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there is no PC version. There's none. There's none. Should be. There should be. I know, but right now there's none. Really? Yes.
0: Game makers, you gotta make a PC version of all these things, Seriously, PC. We talked about this in an earlier episode.
1: There's a reason why you should it. Rockstar, <laughs> please. Rockstar, please love us. If you do, <laughs> we will love you back so very much
0: yeah <sighs> oh well i mean i'll just get used to let's get used to old P- the console controls again but yeah but uh there's actually one thing we touched on a little bit that uh maybe we should talk about a little bit more when we came to download content actually i only realized it when we started talking about it but uh this is the part where i actually kind of went brain dead and forgot what i was talking about yeah. but downloadable content that's essentially pre-order stuff only i mean there are times where the pre-order bonus, which does give you some like, small expansions, be it cosmetic, uh, like in uh, Ghost, called uh, yeah. Ghost. The pre-order bonus was actually getting Simon Riley's Ghost skin from you know Modern Warfare Two in the game for multiplayer. And I think uh, Assassin's Creed didn't have some like a uh, pre-order bonus where you could get extra
1: skins or say the map pack. I um, I'm not familiar with that. I do know that GTA Five had GTA Five had some interesting pre-order bonuses in the form of
0: Clothes and weapons. For that one, do you think, that's a, you think that's a DLC that... Because you mentioned that games should make it available. I mean, the same way that, uh, for me, ASO should make the Imperial thing available later on. Yeah. But there are some things like uh, what I saw in Call of Duty Ghosts as making sense to me. That uh, the pre-order bonus there shouldn't be something that
1: should just be uh, sold off later. In, in a number of respects, this is my view on uh, certain DLC that can't be obtained. Reg via normal means. I.e., you have to pre-order, or you have to, or you have to the special the special mega collector
0: edition, extreme edition.
1: Yeah, or you have to buy the buy the um super EA bundle to get to get um Mass Effect weapons in Dead Space. It's, um, uh, basically my view on that is for as long as you don't, as it doesn't create a situation where a player has the that DLC. And ruins the game for other players. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, that's pretty fair. But because here's the thing: all those DLC weapons in uh, GTA in GTA Five, I I mentioned. I really like rocking out with them. I got a mach- I got a special machine gun. I what what was the model of that? Yeah, uh, what was the model of that? Uh, pump shotgun. That uh, cartridge shotgun. The bullpup shotgun. Oh, uh, I think it's a Pancor Jackhammer. Yeah. Packer
0: jackhammer, far more in video games than in real life. There are only ten of them in real life, and
1: only six of them really worked. I got I got a gun that only had six working models in real life. I got I got a a fifty caliber magnum as DLC, and I really like going on rampages with that stuff. But but, video but game only. But that being said, that DLC is locked to single player. Okay, that's interesting. So you can't just like mess around with GTA no, Online. No, actually, GTA Online, you're essentially playing a whole different character, and he starts from scratch. Your weapons from the single player do not carry over. If you want to get weapons in GTA Online, you have to get the money. You have to buy them. And he, and here's the thing: the only some weapons can only be unlocked if you've uh, reached a certain rank. In GTA Online. And also the economy of GTA Online works so much differently. Such that certain things cost much more than they would in a normal single player. Weapons are more expensive in general than in the single player. Cars are... Wait, no. Well, is it cars are property. Cars are more expensive than in single player.
0: GTA Online. The GTA that actually lets you buy a car legit.
1: And you actually get to keep one. Yeah, I mean, I actually, when I heard that section of the game, it kind of confused me. <laughs> yeah, because why? Well, you're too used to blowing your stuff up? No, I'm used to just taking the car and, you know, going. Yeah, I'm too used to taking the car, then
0: blowing it up. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, pre-order bonuses like that, I mean... I guess you say, I mean, there's right ones and they're bad. There are right ones and they're wrong ones. Good ones and they're bad ones.
1: Essentially, I've uh, essentially when I look at it, the, the places where it can go wrong the most are in multiplayer games. So much so why I say that it, with regards to multiplayer with regards to um pre-order DLC, for as long as the DLC does not create a situation where you have one player with this content winning the game for other players. Makes sense.
0: I guess you have to kinda of put it together a uh, good expansion for in this case here, like a uh, pre-orders or things are going multiplayer, it has to give you no, extra content while at the same time being fair across the board. You can't just be given something that will make you overwhelmingly powerful, nor should it give you this edge that will just make you better than anyone else. It just simply gets, shows you like me appreciation towards the franchise and their reward to your loyalty. Yes. Or when it comes to single-player things, it should be a true expansion, not simple shovelware like you know the notorious horse
1: armor. Or it should not be... Or essentially or essentially for single player, DLC should be something that helps expand the game, rather than feel like a essential part of the game that was chopped off. I should know this, because uh, Capcom was notor I feel Capcom should have been notorious for this, but they probably weren't, but probably because the game didn't review too well across the board. Um, Asura's Wrath, the f- real true ending, could only be accessed by paying for... For, by uh, paying DLC to
0: get Chapter 4. Oh, if you want to hear something bad, I mean, this is going to be for another topic on microtransaction of an uh, iOS game I've been playing yeah. in nosha Oh.
1: Half <laughs> the uh, game, you have to pay for it.
0: No, 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 no. That one, uh, I'll talk about in the next episode. Probably, our next episode probably will be microtransaction. Yeah. That section, oh gosh. It made me hate a franchise which I really loved. What was the name? It's, uh It was out on the iPhones. I think Inosha Wait, what, 1
1: and 2 was out on different consoles. What franchise is it related to?
0: Uh, it's its own thing. Oh, okay. It's really nice. It's a really fun game. But yeah, what they did in the latest Inosha, Inosha 4, oh gosh, it made me hate the franchise.
1: Uh, so, I did
0: not get any other Innosha game after that.
1: Um, you, Were you ever a fan of Dungeon Keeper? Ah, uh, yeah. It's okay. I mean, I'm like a big fan of it. It's fun. Stay away from the iOS version. Ah, okay. <laughs> stay away from it now or your memories are, or you will ruin or the image of the franchise will be ruined for you. But yeah,
0: that's pretty much add-ons. I mean, uh, yeah, they started a long time ago the expansions which were on ROM cartridges, on CDs, which really had a lot of content, something that's older gamers really remember and feel DLCs are very far from but at same time in DLCs as they I mean, as much as we don't like them are also a reflection of the current gaming society as well as gaming manufacturers and
1: then, and when done right DLC DLC can be a really good thing for for gaming it's just that well it has to be done right and many times
0: of course like last things it's not always easy to get done right you're always going to end up with lots of the bad stuff but be fair also there were bad expansions in the olden days yes there were and even like extra content, there were some pretty useless bad ones too. Horse Armor, in fairness, was not too useless, Yeah. but it was not worth what you paid for yeah. at all. But yeah, but hey, why don't you, what? Uh, guys, why don't you tell us what you think? I mean, leave your comments below. Let us know what you think about DLCs, what makes a good DLC, a bad DLC, what makes it right or wrong. Have there been DLC that's just been amazing to you or things that you just utterly hate that made you want to destroy the franchise? Like
1: what, what I feel like to Inosha. Was there any DLC? Was there any DLC that felt like that felt like you were being manipulated into buying it, or was there any DLC that felt like you were enriching yourself because the game suddenly got expanded, like dough as it as it uh, expands in the micro in the uh, oven and turns into bread, or was that uh, souffle? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, guys, yeah, uh, that's our take on add-ons. No. Nope. Check out the other shows in Channel 14, such as TWL, Bodega Knights, and check out the next episode for TPG coming out next week. And check out our older episodes for lots of different things from The Ironic Gamer and The Monster in the Attic. <laughs> <laughs> You're now in the off-tangent section where we talk about strange things where you may hear more about my strange diet that makes my brain go blah, 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 dead. How, what is this horrible diet that you speak of? It? Uh, it doesn't
1: sound like South Beach. South Beach actually sounds... I mean, fun or, entertaining, and actually has some food that you'd be happy with. No, and, I've seen my mom eat and go South Beach. She has... The thing is, she actually eats stuff that... She actually eats... She actually has a good variety of food and she actually has stuff that I would willingly eat on a regular day.
0: Oh gosh, mine's pretty bad. Uh, I got my diet actually this came from um, uh, people, uh, my friends didn't even know about this, most people will never be able to tell to me. I actually do have a heart condition that uh, I can't really, know, do too much stressful things. And when I say stressful with air quotes up, it's how the doctors put down the stress as being overexertion and just suddenly stopping. I mean, you saw this where I had, like, some weird attacks before. Yeah. I... Uh, that's because I eat, when I get into something, I have to go on full or not at all. Okay. So, this diet is actually to cut down my weight because I'm a little overweight, according to my doctor. And so, he gave me a diet, which was pretty horrible. So, he, he got this big, like, list of things uh, that you couldn't I could eat. eat that, I thought it was, I could eat. Yeah, I said it was, I couldn't eat. It's like, okay, so, uh, no pork, no beef, no uh, no carbs. No starch, no sugars. Uh, Chicken and fish were allowed, but in limited quantities. Greens, of course, were allowed, but in limited quantities also. Actually, when I heard salads, I assumed salads, I could probably fill up on salad. Uh, Apparently, no. Salads also, I had a limit per day. Same with the fish and the chicken. Uh, The only thing I actually was allowed to eat as much as I wanted was uh, walnuts. And the first time I went to diet was last year. I ate walnuts, you know... For 40 days straight. Walnuts? Really? Because that's the only thing he allowed me to eat in high numbers. And I'll tell you this. After 40 days of eating walnuts, I never ever want to eat a walnut again. Ever. Well, now you're being made to eat them again. Oh, no. I'd rather starve. (laughs) (laughs) Really, it it hits the point where I I like walnuts. Before, they were nice. But after like day 30, you just feel like you're putting styrofoam in your mouth, chewing, and just trying to fill up your belly. I usually eat like really like, remember like those huge containers like the size of like those uh, Gatorade bottles, that yeah. type of thing? Imagine that filled with walnuts, I'd be going like through those things like, uh, well, I'd go through two bottles per day. Okay. Just, you know, try to fill my stomach. You just feel off and your mouth has the weirdest sensation after going through that much nuts. You feel like you're chewing on concrete. It really, really felt weird and... Guys, and the thing was, you know, I can't roast them, I can't put any seasoning on them, I have to have them playing.
1: Okay, now that's even... Yeah, that's kind of... That's that's problematic. Oh, and
0: here's another kick to think. uh, My salt content from food also had to be very low.
1: Like how low? You know, just enough that I
0: could taste something, but uh, barely anything to actually make it taste good. Oh. It was really... uh, People tell you know, what diet is that? It's a sad, sad diet. But in fairness, I lose about uh, 0.75 pounds a day.
1: 0.75.
0: Five not really one pound, because like some days I'd lose a pound, but then the next day I would just not lose anything.
1: Yeah, no, I'm trying to do the, I'm to do the math within five days. 3.75 pounds per five days. Uh, sort of, somewhere around there. I mean, uh, the last time I lost
0: 30 pounds in about 40 days. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, it was not at all a happy point in my life. I remember being depressed, being annoyed, being really anxious that I want to hit things but I just have no energy to do so anyway. But, and I'm doing that again all the way until April 1st! <laughs> I'm hoping that's not my doctor's idea be of a sad sad twisted joke where it goes to me like It's April 1! Do I get eaten? No! April Fools! <laughs> if a doctor suddenly disappears and dies, I did not have anything to do that even though it might seem like it might have happened. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's kind of like my diet and really kind of does mess with my head, that mess doc- with my sleep. That doctor must have tasted really good. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, in fairness, like the doctor was actually really surprised I followed my diet. Because apparently I'm like one of the first patients that actually followed his diet strictly. Really? Because uh, I have zero cheat days. When I go on diets, I don't have those. Because people do these really things, they say cheat days where they eat all they want or something. Uh, yeah, I have no such thing. Yeah. Because I'm kind of like, this, you know, these cheat days just feel so horrible. Just because I'm like, uh, I feel like I'm torturing myself for six days just to make myself feel happy for one. I mean, I already called it my day off, so I don't want to make it feel any more like this weird thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's going to go on for this entire month. Hopefully, my weight will drop. I can stop doing that, and, you know, I won't go crazy. And all my speech won't be really weird, blah, 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 thing like what happened earlier. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Oh, do you? I mean, any strange and unusual things to you? Did your diets have any change? Are you now eating human flesh again? <laughs>
1: I, um, no. And in fairness, I, I only, I'd only eat human flesh, one. It was grinded up and mixed with uh, animal fats so that it could be more flavorful. And two, because, two, if it was corned. Yep, that is the monster in the attic. Corned human meat. Not available in stores. No, no, no. I don't know, and my other... be
0: somewhere in Germany, you know, maybe... Oh, uh, in no, 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 no,
1: and my other qualification. Meat has to come from people I don't like. Ah, the enemies. Because <laughs> if it comes from so from someone I'm neutral, or I some so, from someone, new, you know, basically... Okay, so if there's a scale, the bottom part of the scale, ah, I'll be fine. The middle and upper parts, I am going... It, it'll feel like eating crap. or and drinking tea
0: remember guys if you don't want the monster to hurt you be its friend it just wants to hold you and hug you it'll only eat you if you try to run away
1: or manipulate them into a liberal agenda
0: (laughs) but yeah it's uh been a really really weird week because of the diet and uh i'd assume
1: it would be Wait, this is the first week since you got back into it? Uh, no, I started March 1, so it's like day three. Oh, so it's the first three days. Yeah,
0: and you know, I'm really slowly going crazy, and actually the last time I did this, I was having dreams of burgers, corned beef, uh, all the good stuff. I actually woke up once chewing on my pillow. It was a sad, sad time.
1: Crap, now you're only reminding me that I that that happened to me, except I wasn't chewing on the pillow. Was it because of the diet? Wait, what no. But what were you chewing on? No, I wasn't chewing. Okay. I can't, and, because, and because it is about to go into questionable nature, I can't speak about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but gosh, really, I've never had a nightmare that had to do with burgers uh, until that time. A I, nightmare? It, 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 it wasn't even really a nightmare because while the dream was happening, I was so happy. But it became sort of a nightmare because when I woke up, I realized my reality, the burger wasn't there and I could not eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. I actually remember actually wanting to sleep more just because, you
1: know, I was happier asleep. I recall that all... Uh, yeah, that... Yeah, that I recall those days. You just feel like you should just go back to sleep. Because it's a happier time.
0: <laughs> ah, sleep. The thing that adults and, gro- and teens crave but the younger generation just wants to stay away from. Kids, when your parents say you should sleep at nine, trust me, those eight to ten hours of sleep are things you just wish you could get at our age? It's awesome.
1: I I would say I would I would have some say about that right now. But then I but then I realize that really becomes a problem. That is really the zenith of it being a problem, is in college. Ah, uh,
0: two hours of sleep. Wow, I got an hour more than
1: yesterday. <laughs> Uh, or I remember those days or what is or you know you or you know wait two hours towards hours of sleep no let's try something else let's make the days longer <laughs> let's have 48 hour days
0: oh that's not the worst one I remember the worst one was finals week for marketing where I was awake for about seven I was awake for about three to four days uh, it got to the point where I think I to- I've talked about this one time in the Bodega Nights where I actually was falling asleep during the presentation and I was standing up. <laughs> it was a really weird time. I actually don't even remember what the presentation is about anymore.
1: You were doing frig- you were doing the friggin' Sim sleeping thing. Yeah, apparently it's true. You <laughs> can
0: actually fall asleep standing up. Yeah. Because I the, actually, but to be fair... I preempted this so I actually placed little hidden notes across my panels Yeah. so I knew what I was talking about in case I kind of passed out. <laughs> but You're I think about mean, the fifth or sixth time I kind of blacked out. I had to step down and let someone else talk.
1: <laughs> How many times did you black out?
0: About five to six times and that's what I remember. But, it could have been more. But, and I get those moments now being hungry and, you know, a little crazy.
1: <laughs> I'm not tasty.
0: <laughs> don't worry. I don't chew on those things. I just want no bread. Cookies, carbs, sweets, burger, meat. I don't know. Actually, I'm fine with like. Actually, it's really just the bread and the carbs. Gosh. See, oh, that's one thing though that my diet kind of showed me. What? How much things actually have carbs in the grocery store and in the menus of like different restaurants? Yeah. Because since my diet's really restricted, especially it really goes crazy on carbs and starch. Yeah. Meaning I can't just have rice. I cannot have potatoes, tomatoes, and things like that. Yeah. You couldn't even realize there's a lot of things you can't eat yeah. if those strict things.
1: Actually, yeah, especially. I actually with went
0: the... shopping in SNR just to see if I could find something. Could not find a dang thing. And when I went to Healthy Options, the thing I could find when I tried it, I would rather shot myself in the stomach. <laughs> it was horrible. It tasted like pure sadness, you know, put into a drink. I don't know what it was, but it was something that was like a. Sugar-free, lactose-free, uh, gluten-free, everything-free, uh, taste-free, happiness-free, probably. It just looked like paste, it smelled like paste, but it tasted like, you know, the sadness of every person put together in a drink. Why does your sound so... Uh... I can get you the drink you want. It's horrible. <laughs> There
1: was no way to make it good. I wa- there was really no way to make I it good. I <laughs> am going to advise you now, and I probably am going to, tr- going to suggest others to do so if they've gone mad by this. Eat lead. Start finding ways to make metal edible. <laughs> uh,
0: do not eat lead, kids. That is a very, very dangerous thing.
1: But, remember... Eating lead will, eating lead will give you lead poisoning and other horrible things. Uh- the worst thing that could happen is that you turn and mutate into a lead golem monster thingy.
0: Yes, that is the worst possible thing. But in reality, the strange thing—I'll tell you right now—you shouldn't do these things at Palutena because he will.